0: Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated, and this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind, but it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like, and I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes, but I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. I want to start
1: the show because I just saw Eternals yesterday and it's been in my mind and I have to get this out. You've been saying that you've had to get this out, too. Uh,
0: I haven't. (laughs) I've been saying that I want to talk about it before I forget everything about it. But I don't know. This is a a spoiler for this show. I don't think I have a whole lot to talk about. Oh, yeah.
1: I have some notes on it. But whenever
0: I say that, I go on a rant for 10 minutes. I I was going to say,
1: I can't. I was watching this movie and halfway through, I was like, I can't wait to hear Andrew's rant about this.
0: (laughs) Too much diversity. That's what I've always said. That's
1: what I'm talking about. Where are all the white men? I'll tell you what, it's just not fair anymore. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. Like, just I never walk down
0: the street and see a white guy anymore. Ever. It's the worst. I might be the last one. I think you are. Let me
1: double check. Hold on. I'm just going to check the census. Yep. That's it. Just you knew it. I don't like this joke.
0: (laughs) It's it's extremely dependent on our listeners knowing that we are making fun of the people who say that. (laughs) Yeah, I really.
1: uh, Yeah, I can't. That's the problem. See, we we just we just crossed five hundred. No, five. Five thousand followers on Twitter, which for. First of all, amazing. Thank you I for know. all of you out there. That's incredible. You're
0: all insane. You should yeah, go somewhere else. I, <laughs> I I wouldn't be here if I wasn't assigned to be here by Satan himself as a part of a blood death. But this
1: this is now getting to the point where I'm like we got to be hitting people who don't realize we're joking all the time, right? <laughs> like how you know, like yeah. how often do people know that we're really playing devil's advocate now?
0: Well, most of our followers, I'm pretty sure come from like Nazi support groups and KKK. Hey man.
1: Whatever gets the numbers, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? They count just as much as the next guy.
0: And actually, if you follow gerrymandering, they count a little bit more than everyone else. I don't
1: want to start the show on that. I was going to start the show and I was like, I don't like that. (laughs) You know, I'll just start it anyway on that. Ah! everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. And reemphasize, we're joking. I swear to God, we're joking when we say all of this. We're joking. My name is Chris Turbo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew.
0: Dude, I, uh, a guy, he's not quite anti-vax, but uh, who's running for governor against um, New Jersey's governor. Barely lost to the current Democratic, fairly progressive governor. Like, he's he's not amazing. But yes,
1: I saw. Ciccarelli? Is that what was? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the guy who right? lost.
0: And Phil Murphy's yeah, actually yeah. pretty progressive. It's really funny because, like, I always tell my sister who lives in New York that everyone hated Cuomo because he wasn't progressive enough. And everyone in New Jersey hates Murphy because he's too progressive. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know, which I love. I love that he's he's leaning. He leans more progressive, but uh, he almost it was a narrow win.
1: All right. Let's get into this because I want to talk about this. I yesterday went to see the Eternals. You saw the Eternals what last week?
0: Like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, something like that. And
1: it just but it just finished up today. I think
0: It, it just finished up. What do you mean?
1: i meant at the runtime because it's so long. Oh, oh, oh long I get it, it because it's a
0: long movie. You're right. Yes. You're yeah, a funny
1: guy. Thank you. It, you know what? It's better when you explain it, too.
0: Well, it's better when your joke doesn't need an explanation.
1: Mm, is it, though? I think it adds a little sizzle when when I say joke and <laughs> then it's so bad you have to explain it. That's what comedy is, Andrew. Trust mm, yeah, me. A little
0: a little sizzle when it's already been cooked to the right amount. And then you add another sizzle for like maybe 10 or 20 minutes.
1: That's what you call well done. Oh, I get it. Thank you. You made another. I did. Made another. Yes. What are we talking about today? The Eternals. (laughs) time
0: I be fucking off. Yep,
1: there it is. All right. I just saw the Eternals yesterday, and it's just been stewing inside me. What'd you think? Should we get into this? Let's get into this.
0: I think we need to. I think our 5,000 followers depend on it. That's true. No
1: one has gone to see this movie. And the reason is we haven't told them what to think about it yet. That's right. That's why? Well,
0: also, not one time has one of our 5,000 followers said, you know what? I'd really rather you didn't talk about the movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Though this might be the one. There's a first
1: time for everything. That's true. OK, so let's get it. So first of all. As always, just we'll just get right into it. Spoilers for for the Eternals. Yeah. Also, by the time this comes out, it's been out for a couple weeks. So if you haven't seen it, yeah, 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 chances are you're not going to see it, which will be fine. I this is okay. This is one of those movies. I'll just put it this way: this is one of those movies that is a lot like Joker for me, where I started out feeling one way, and then the more it sat with me, I actually liked it less as <laughs> so it keeps going on. As I keep thinking about it after I've come out of the movie theater. Yeah. I walked out yesterday and I was like, that was fine. That was the highest it got. And then the more I sit with it, the more I'm like, this was not good. Yeah. This was not good. I have so many questions that don't have answers that sometimes in a movie I'm willing to let those go?
0: It depends on how it's put into execution. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. A lot of times and this is especially true with Marvel movies or other movies that we usually talk about on this podcast. There's, And I've made this reference before. There's what Hitchcock used to call the icebox problem or the icebox question or something where you watch a movie and there's like some sort of plot hole or something in it and you don't catch it right away and you don't catch it really until you're standing in front of your icebox in the middle of the night going, wait, but how did he get out of the... And then by then, it doesn't matter because you've seen the movie.
0: And that, of course, is a reference to back in your day when they referred to refrigerator as an icebox.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then we would have to dust off all of our, our plates and bowls because I was in the middle of the dust bowl back then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the dust bowl. You yes. you had the bowl. That was the yeah. dust bowl.
1: And it was full of dust. And that's all we ate back then. So this, however, is not one of those movies this however is one of those movies where I get done with the movie and then I have questions and I go wait because I didn't have that much fun with it in the first place this just is annoying that these questions aren't answered I mean, that overall is my general inkling of this movie. What what did you think? I'm, I'm curious on what you well, thought. Well,
0: I like in that way it kept true to the Neil Gaiman comic.
1: It did. I will say I did <laughs> notice those parallels as well. So it is true to the source material
0: that <laughs> there are these things that are mentioned that seem very important and we have no idea what they are. Yes, exactly. So to start, let's just say the Eternals are these beings created by the Celestials to protect the Earth from deviance and to help mankind progress into societies. But maybe there's a deeper purpose to their presence that might be kind of sort of shitty actually what I wrote here is it's fine completely middle of the road it really wanted me to give a shit about all of these characters and I just didn't no I don't either no they spent 10 minutes of screen time crying over Ajak but we only knew her for like three minutes yeah and also why are they called Eternals if they can die yeah
1: I agree with you like first of all here's the thing I walked out of the theater feeling the same way you did that I was like this is just fine like it was okay I'm not, I don't hate it, I don't, but it was fine. It was sort of, and then the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, wait, but this could have been a lot better. There was potential to make this a lot better and simpler.
0: Well, and you and I have talked about how this, I'm starting to refer to it as the suicide squad problem because like there is a template for bringing a group of unique individuals together who each have different abilities and each one of them contributes in a unique way to solve a problem. It started with Kurosawa. Kurosawa did that with The Seven Samurai. That got remade in The Magnificent Seven. Pixar fucking knocked it out of the park with A Bug's Life. We've seen this over and over and over again, and it works. And in the past 10 years, Hollywood has not been able to get it back again.
1: I love I love that it, they, it was Kurosawa <laughs> and then A Bug's Life.
0: <laughs> we start up in point A, we end in point B. I
1: mean, so often those two movies are said in the same breath. I mean you can't not think of one without the well, other. Well,
0: a bugs like this a remake of Akira Kurosawa's The Seven Samurai. <laughs> so I think What isn't though? The Eternals. Listen, so we another thing we have always said is that the only thing worse than a bad movie is a mediocre movie. So to me it is kind of an insult at how middle of the road this is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is
0: funny because that's a critique that most Marvel movies get and I think actually one of the pros to this movie is that it doesn't follow the the generic Marvel movie formula. Yes. It is very different from normal Marvel films. Yes. But it it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't take a big enough swing. And it doesn't hit the ball.
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. And there are a few things before I start just launch, launching into the things that I don't like about this movie. There are a few things that I do that I do like. Uh, not a lot, but there are a couple. One.
0: I have a little list here as well.
1: Yeah, I think I it's literally like two things. Uh, but one, they ju- so they jump around in time during the whole, like, that's that's kind of the structure of this. And I actually loved that. I loved it simply for the fact that, and you and I have talked about this again and again, whether it's Shang-Chi or Doctor Strange or Ant-Man or whatever, is that I'm so now done with origin stories, the three-act origin story, especially with Marvel, because they do kind of look all the same. And granted, they kind of have to because they're building a universe. But between the 3 acts. Origins story structure and looking like a Marvel movie. I'm so kind of bored with it. This, yeah. however, Marvel has
0: been moving away from that. Right. Giving credit to them. And,
1: and again, Shang-Chi like started doing a little bit more of a bold move where it, there was some flashbacks and things like that. This I love, though. I did love the jumping around in time because one, they're not then giving you all of the exposition up front spoon fed. And then you go, Oh, I see where this is going. They gave it to you exactly when you needed it, which is really what a good story does is you don't share a piece of exposition with the audience until you cannot move forward without it. If you can move forward without it, move forward without it until you can't anymore. And that does that here. Like you don't, we don't hit a flashback until we absolutely need to know what happened during that time period. So I do like that. You're building that origin story throughout all three acts which i really really actually did like i was like this is like a, a breath of fresh air when it comes to that and you're right like it looks very different chloe Zhao just won an oscar though directed this before she won an oscar
0: there are things as well about this that i know that she has been critically acclaimed for sort of doing things that are extremely off the beaten path that you wouldn't expect and i wonder if they're because she hadn't become the director and gotten the acclaim that she now has, I wonder if there was some studio interference because there are things that it feels like there's a, a there are two different people pulling it in two different directions. There are parts of it that feel extremely different than Marvel films, but then the entire last act kind of just feels like the end of a Marvel movie. It
1: does. And I think, there's that, but I think the way what I'm really referring to is just visually, it looks different than a Marvel movie. Yes, you know, there's no like flat green screened background or anything like that. I mean, there are, there are certain portions like Babel and things like it that. It has
0: a specific like palette. Yes, like there, it's a lot of earth tones yes. that we don't see a lot in Marvel movies. But you,
1: they show a place, and you're like, no, they're definitely in that place. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's sure. there's no, like we built a set that looks like this place and then we green screened the the vista or the, the skyline yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Like they're standing in that place. Even down to, there's one shot near the end. Angelina Jolie comes out of the cave and she's looking off and the celestial is in the distance. But in between the two, there was like a fall, fo- almost like a haze or a fog that is in between. And I was like, that shot for me kind of encapsulates what... I think that's a word. Encaps- encapsulates. No, encapsulates. Encapsulates, right? Yeah. I was like, it's capsulates-
0: Listen, Chris, you have spent this entire show being a wordsmith, and I don't want to hinder you from doing that. Shakespeare did it, so can I. Yeah.
1: No, but that one I actually cared about. I wanted to actually, I was like, one is right and one is, one is the right tense and one isn't. It's encapsulates, right? Yep. Thank you. Encapsulates what I'm saying here, and that's normally, I think in any other, mar- if this was Thor... He'd walk out of that cave and you would see that celestial in the distance as clear as day. They wouldn't put that in between. But because we're in a real place, that really happens. And so I was like, that's a that's that's a real thing that's going on that they, they are in a real environment. And I can feel that
0: I'd be interested to see the behind the scenes of that, because I also know that generally speaking, if you see smoke or fog or haze in a movie it's it's usually fake if there is cgi behind it
1: right but i will also say this though even if it is the thought process of going you know what this needs though this needs it this in between yeah You know, she I was like, she's very
0: good at doing the film version of good set dressing.
1: Right. And it's a clear, you know, Marvel gets a lot of flack for getting really good directors who are young and up and coming and then just making them do whatever Marvel wants to do and just using them as a name. And I'm like, that's partially true. And there's pros and cons to doing that for for both parties, you know. But this is one of those cases where it's hard to say that they just took Chloe Zhao, who at that time when they hired her was pretty unknown. And just made her do whatever they wanted her to do. This looks like a... I mean, for... It's weird to say because really there's only like this and Nomadland. But it looks like a Chloe Zhao movie. It looks akin to Nomadland.
0: It leans closer in appearance to a unique independent film. Yes, absolutely. In like color tones and style. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that... Is where all the good things I have to say about the movie stop. No, virtually. come on. There I are some things that I
0: have that you're going to agree with. I'll
1: probably agree with you. There's just nothing that's like coming right off my dome here.
0: Karun is amazing. He
1: is really good.
0: He is. He's really fucking funny.
1: I like. I do like him in this. Although I will say I feel like he is slightly weirdly out of place in this movie. I think he is. I think he's great. I think Kamel Nunjani does a great job. That's not who I'm talking about. Wait, who is... Who are you talking Karun, about? Karun, his, his buddy. Karun is his buddy. I do like him.
0: Yeah, uh, Kamil Nanjani's name is like Dingo. Or no, it's Kingo. a K. I
1: was like, it has a K. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kingdom. I can't
1: remember most of these people's names. That's the thing. well.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of new people. Yeah. But Karun is his like little friend with uh, his assistant. I knew it was a K. The... OK. And he's yeah. great, right?
1: He is really good. I do like him. But again, the two of them together feel slightly out of place in this movie.
0: Yeah. While that is a pro that I'm giving that this guy is really good. It's also a con because the thing I took away from this film is that the guy who's like last build in the cast is really good.
1: Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See for me it was a kind of because I'm like you set you set this tone like earth tones, you know, what everyone's wearing, you know, overcoats and mythology things like that. From a, and, mythology. Uh, yeah, it's very yeah. heavy and that's totally fine. If we can do a Marvel movie like that. But then you have these two guys who just interject like really not I don't want to say over the top zingers, but like they're very comedic and they 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 kind of pull the movie for the times when they're doing that. They pull the movie in a weird direction, but only for these moments. I
0: actually like Kamil Nanjani. I think at the beginning I was not on board because I was like, okay, so is this the way the jokes are going to be? And he's just dancing in a Bollywood act. And they're like, yeah, yeah, make it funny, though. Come on, Kamail, make it funny. Right. And he's kind of trying, but he doesn't really have a lot to work with. Yeah. But throughout the movie, I felt like they gave him a little bit more to do his thing. And to uh, be honest, this kind of fits with what you've always been saying about Chris Pratt. It's like yes. they wanted a character who does what Kamail Nanjiani does, and they got him, and he did it. And I think, I think he's good. I don't think he saves this movie. I don't think he's incredible. But I think he does a good job doing what they wanted, and I think it mostly works. I Agreed. think without him, this movie gets... A lot worse. Yes, I do agree with you because it's very dry, very slow. You need little little things to pop back up and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're awake, we're awake." I think this movie would be a lot worse without him. That's true.
1: Uh, what's his name? The other guy? I was referring to him as not Wong because what he what he got Gilgamesh. On screen, Gilgamesh. I was Good like, "Good lord!" He no, because he looks to me. The first shot I saw him in the ship, I was like, "Is that Wong? That's not Wong." I thought. I honestly because he's a heavier guy and he's no, it's not just a race thing. Stop shaking your head. It's not just a race thing. He looks kind of like Wong. Come on. You got to give it to me a little bit. A little, I guess. Yeah. So at first when I saw him, like the first scene when they were all getting the outfits, See, and I would actually
0: say he sounds more like him than he, he does looks also like sound him. like Wong. But I so
1: I call him not Wong.
0: And yeah, I think he's good. Gilgamesh. I he's, he's good. good. But I
1: he they also give him some liners. And I was like. I'm not feeling you. You're not that. Yeah. Funny.
0: Well, I actually have a, a a part of him in my cons that like I don't. I there's a part in the movie where he finds out a character is dead and he he has a pie in his hands. Yes. And it could have been like a really nice heavy moment where he just drops everything he's holding, but instead I think they tried to make it into a bit because it sort of slides off and it takes like ten seconds. Yeah. It's super awkward. There are
1: moments in this where they're just like, don't forget you're in a Marvel movie. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think that's where that, like, the pie bit and that guy and. Not Wong is the only I, I don't I don't remember the it's Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Right? No, I was Good trying Lord. to think of the actor's name and then I didn't I didn't know the actor's name. I don't know the name.
0: actor's name. I like him though. I think a big problem with this comes from a lot of the actors not having a lot to work with. I think there yes. are weak links in the acting. Yeah. But I think he does a great job with what he has, the guy who plays Gilgamesh. I, I I think he has. He's fine. I, yeah,
1: I agree with you. I think this is a script thing and not a him thing. But I was like, these aren't funny. Please stop making him say these things.
0: I have two more pros I want to get to. One is uh, there's a gay couple in this movie, which is cool. It's great. And there I forget what country I think it was a country in the Middle East was like, hey, if you want your Marvel movie to play anywhere in our country, you got to take that that male a male kiss out. Yeah. And uh, Marvel was like, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, what? Also,
1: I, I was I remember seeing that kiss. I was like, no, that's a full on kiss. You can't edit around that kiss. That was a yeah. that was, it wasn't like a pack. There yeah. was no, like, I was like, no, nah, that's a full on kiss. But right like, there. kudos to Disney and Marvel yeah. for
0: being like, fuck off. This is 2021. Get the fuck out of here. And, uh, yeah. and also, then they you need us here. more than we need you. We'll be fine. A thousand percent. And my yeah. my yeah. last thing that I have here, and I think it's my favorite thing. Karun is really good, but I think this is my favorite part. Makari is so fucking baller. She does a great job. Her character is written well. I'm super stoked to see a deaf person use ASL in a Marvel movie. Yes. I think they use her well. Like her speed stuff is really good when they show her running. They're showing like parts of Rome and stuff is really cool.
1: That speed effect is amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, do I am that. very interested to see where she goes in, in not only in this series, but also like externally. I'd love to see what yeah, she ends up doing I can get behind that. OK, so those are my pros. Would you like to get into the rest of my cons? Yeah, I would love to. You want to get into my cons, too? Uh, you haven't yet? <laughs> nope. no. You no. want to let's do mine first, because I have a feeling I have less to complain about. OK, cool. Let's do it. The short version is I, I think a lot of the performances feel very forced. Mm-hmm. I feel that with Sprite. The like kudos to her because she's a kid, but like it does feel like she does get to those emotional places, but it does feel like she's sort of forcing the the emotions to come up.
1: Though I wonder if this is and I think this is going to be something that we're bringing up. I wonder how much of that is the actors and how much of this like they just did not give these guys a lot to work with. You know what I mean? Script wise, that's what I'm starting to feel come out as we're talking about this more and more.
0: But I also feel like Angelina Jolie is soul-numbingly mediocre in this. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, she's just kind of there. Yeah,
1: yeah, and sometimes I forget that she's there, and then she shows up, and I'm like, oh, she's there. The
0: weight of the story feels unbalanced, that like there's a lot of exposition, a lot of dialogue, and then just big moments, big Marvel movie moments, and it never feels like there's a, a balance going on. It's, it's just super weighted to one side or the other at any given moment. I just wrote here. What the fuck is the mad weary?
1: <laughs> I liked the idea of, I liked the idea of the mad weary, the dumb name, It's a dumb name though.
0: I yeah. don't like that. What is it? I, I don't think I understood it. So the idea is
1: okay. And again, obviously spoilers, but we already said it. So spoilers, spoilers, the mad weary is. So when they find out that they're essentially robots, they're space robots. And they, they go to the planet. They help cultivate the planet. Then the planet blows up. And then the Celestial takes them back and wipes them and, and then like reprograms them and refurbish. Yeah, they're refurbished. Yeah, they're <laughs> all a bunch of iPhones is really what it is. And then the Celestial puts them on another planet and they start all and over they,
0: they reload the OS.
1: They reload the OS, right? However, sometimes the OS isn't loaded correctly or something or something breaks through And what she's remembering is now like other times on other planets that they've done this. So they've gone through this cycle like they were on Earth for like 7000 years. But the idea is that they are probably actually millions of years old and they've done this cycle over and over and over
0: again. So like temporarily her like when her eyes get all weird temporarily, her entire memory of this Earth gets wiped and it's replaced with a new memory That of something that already happened on a different planet and she thinks she's there currently.
1: kind of it's yes, it's kind of that it's like memories on memories on memories intruding on itself. And so she doesn't know what
0: until that one gets wiped again and then the new one boots back up and she remembers who she is. Why? And it just happens to her at the wrong times. It just
1: happens every once in a while. This happens and it happens to her. That's that's really all it is.
0: How do they know? Does the Celestial say that's what it is?
1: No, they... Um, How do they know that's what this is? Who says that? They piece it together after they realize what they actually are.
0: Okay, I guess. That's not a... But see, that's not... A, maybe it's because they're like millions of years old or whatever, but that's not an... I'm not like... There's so many other things it could be. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, but that's what... I know that's what they say. That's what it is. The Celestial doesn't explain it, but they go, oh, well, it must be this then. If that's what that's what the mad weary is that it's her memories just like flooding into her and she doesn't know what's real and what's not, or what is happening right now. And what's not, she's like, like you said, the eyes glides over and she's like, that's why she starts fighting other eternals. Cause she's yeah. remember some but other like, time. Did she
0: fight eternals in that other life? Is that what they're saying?
1: They could have gone to battle with each other at some other point, or she's viewing them as it's like, um, I guess it's like eternals dementia, I guess is really the best way I can put it. You know, Where she doesn't, she's having these other things come into her brain. I
0: just, I don't think I liked that. I think it was an unnecessary plot point that didn't really lead to
1: anything. No, it didn't at all. It did not at all. There's like
0: no payoff to that, right?
1: Yes. Not really. No. No, no, no. There's no, because she kills the the deviant at the end, but it's not really because she gets cleared of the mad weary. Essentially, she gets cleared of the mad weary because they find out the truth and they stop the celestial from coming out. And now they all know the truth. And so that's no longer like she's no longer fighting it. This is the way I'm interpreting it, by the way. But she's she doesn't have the mad weary anymore because they know the truth that her that's what the mad weary is. And so it's not. Her brain isn't fighting these things coming in. She just now remembers it, I guess. I guess. But that's the thing about this movie. Most of this is like, I guess. That's that's like the main thrust of this, I guess.
0: I'm very concerned that Hollywood is going to be like, oh, people don't like this one because it's diverse and they're just going to go back to.
1: No, I don't. I know. I mean, listen, who knows? But I think most of the reviews have come out that have said the reason this is bad is that kind of like what we're saying. It's long. It's middling. It's, you know, just kind of like it's kind of dense you know, the same way that we talked about the Neil Gaiman version. It's kind of the same things where they're like they throw a lot of terms around. They don't really explain a whole lot. Some things get overexplained. explained. Others need more explanation. It's a lot of that. So I think that's the thing that Hollywood's going to learn from this. Mostly Marvel. All
0: right. What didn't you like about it?
1: OK, so I'm going to go just kind of as I literally took these notes as I was sitting there The knife that she gives, so they get there at like 5000 BC and they pick it, she picks up a stone knife. She turns it into a gold knife and it's meant to like signal that, you know, they're helping, they're helping thrust human evolution into a a good direction. But uh, she makes it, so she makes that knife into a gold knife, but it's still just a knife. It's not really helping anything. Still, she could have just kept it a knife. That would have been the same thing. Didn't
0: really help anything. Maybe now they can sell it.
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Thousands from years from now, they can just pawn it. But other than that.
0: Well, I meant even then they can be like, look how shiny this is. This Give is, me a bunch of food. Shiny.
1: Uh, well, let's make up a whole economic system so you can buy this knife for me. Still just a knife. Also, they, they're they like, hey, we're not allowed to interfere with human. With uh, They tell um, Faustus that uh, we're not allowed Fast-tose. to. Ink. Is it Fastos? It's Why don't kept, you know any of the characters' names? No, they, it's, swear to God, I kept hearing the word, I kept hearing them say Fast, but also like Gilgamesh is a real, I, I think I maybe started filling things in because Gilgamesh and what's, an Ajax and Icarus? Icarus and things like that. So I heard Fastus and I started filling in Faustus Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm like, well, he was a person who created things. So Fastus, they get on Fastus, they're like, you can't show them the uh, steam engine yet. Yeah. Because it so would move plow. them along too fast. And we're not allowed to interfere. And I'm like, but isn't giving them a plow also interfering? Yeah. This is all interfering. <laughs> Everything you're doing is interfering. You're That's not allowed what to interfere is. that much. We're not allowed to interfere that much, but we can interfere, but not too much. But where's the line on that? Like, what yeah. does it matter? Also, if the celestial grows because of sentient what is it? It's like sentient be how many sentient, essentially yeah. it's how many sentient beings are on that. What is helping sentient? Sent. Yes. Like sentient- they grow
0: from, because there is the more sentience there is in the world. Yes, they like yes. feed off of that.
1: Right. So wouldn't it, and I'm saying sentient, what's the difference? Go. This
0: is a good lesson. Something less- is sentient. You and I yes. are sentient. Yes. What we have being sentient, we have sentience.
1: What's the, I'm saying, what's the difference between sentient and sentience? It's the same sentience. thing.
0: Sentient and okay. sentient are you the said, same word. You
1: said, I said sentient, and then you said sentient, and I was like, "Are you correcting me?" I can't Sentience, tell.
0: like okay. I was saying, there's like with a n yes. c e on the end. Yes, yes, yes. There yes. is sentience. Oh,
1: oh, oh. Okay. This is, see. This is the other problem with this movie. It's a lot of this shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It's <laughs> a lot of weird shit like this. So it's how many? Basically, it's how many people are on the damn planet, right? So. Wouldn't helping, wouldn't giving them the steam engine help, f- wouldn't you want to just fast forward them as fast as humanly possible and grow the celestial as fast as possible? Wouldn't that make sense? Does a celestial have to grow at a certain rate, at a certain pace?
0: I don't know, man. Yeah, you would think that if there was more progress with society, that would also create more humans as well. Right,
1: The fa- that's what I'm saying. The, f- the faster you, you make evolution go... The faster more humans come, the faster this the whole process gets through. So why not why not just give them like everything? Why yeah. not just be like, here's a steam engine, and then a year later be like, here's the iPhone. Like here, just move it along. Like whatever, fatten them up. Yeah, exactly. Well, what does it matter? I don't understand. Just as this fun Easter egg, did you notice the Captain America World War II shield in? in Kameon Johnny's plane in the background. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, and I kind of like that they didn't reference it. I just like, it's just sitting back there.
0: Well, and people were, there's, there's, that's actually been a big, uh, uh, hot point on the internet is that, um, we know that his shield This is very interesting. If Marvel did this on purpose, we know that his shield, his original shield is in the Captain America museum, but, Falcon and Winter Soldier established that, like, everything in museums is fake. Yes. And that there's, like, a black market for, like, museum, for the real museum uh, exhibit pieces. And so there's a possibility that uh, Kingo ended up, like, going to one of these black market museum auctions and got it that way.
1: And just getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that idea. I love that he's just, like... He's a fan. I love that he's like, no, I like the... Or that he yeah. just
0: took it. That he just went... He met Captain America in the 40s and was like, yeah. I want that. Can I that.
1: have that? I just like that. So DC exists in the Marvel Universe, I guess? Right.
0: Yeah, that's new. There's a
1: lot of that. I That's new. And I was fine with it. And I, at first I was like, oh, that's a fun reference. And then they kept doing it. Like they made a Alfred reference. And then they made a, a couple of Superman references. And I was like... Yeah,
0: there's at least Batman and Superman. Th- and
1: now I'm like, that's a lot... That's a lot of references to the other. Yeah. I'm not sure where or why.
0: Are there comic books of fictional superheroes in a world that is full of superheroes? Yes, I guess. Oh,
1: apparently in this one there is,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: No, I, get, it I mean, it's the, old, it's the old Watchmen idea. The reason that Watchmen has the pirate comics in between in the chapters is the idea is like, well, why would you? No one would buy superhero comics right, if there's superheroes they in real life. I mean, I like the idea that DC exists in the Marvel universe. I think that's fun. But they kept making these odd references where I'm like, "That's this is the first movie you've done it. And there's like four of them. Fastest just looks like he works with Stark Tech. I think he, could, um, he probably invented it. Possibility. I, that's neither good nor bad, really. It's just whatever. It's just maybe a fun Easter egg. That at some point he worked for Stark.
0: Well, another thing that actually I didn't note in the pros is one thing I do like is that this is a very new kind of technology that they're using. Like they're not just rehashing the nano machines or you know, using any of the old Stark tech or using any other stuff that they have shown. This is the circle, circular rings and stuff are all very new.
1: Yes, actually, that actually leads right into my other thing that I was going to say: the the circular rings. So the ten rings they're bringing a celestial right. We can kind of I feel like. Like, that's got to be because he brought up those rings that stop the celestial. Uh He's like, we're all going to wear these rings. And I was like. Those look like the 10 rings. I don't know if they're exactly like the 10 rings. Yeah. But they I do thought say too soon, Melinda. Yeah. They do say, like, we don't know where the 10 rings came from. And I'm like, well, these guys are aliens and they're pretty old and those are rings and they bring about a giant threat. And they must send out some sign of a signal or something. I
0: wonder how much of that is like a coincidence that it, they're two movies about bracelets. But that's
1: what I mean. I can't, I feel like that can't be if they were two completely different phases apart, like phase three and phase or no phase, whatever three, phase three and phase four hypothetically. Then maybe I'd be like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. But if they're like back to back movies, well,
0: see, I feel the opposite. These two movies were made at like the same time. It's way more likely, I think. But
1: that's what I mean. I think having these movies made at the same time somebody would go well these two things look a lot alike yeah, I like don't someone think so someone who overlooks who overlooks marvel i think
0: if you've had 5 years to sit with shang chi and the bracelets and then you're making an eternals movie then you can be like oh we can make a relation to that one but if you're making a film at the same time that someone else is making a film and they both come out around the same time and they both have bracelets. You're just like, Meh.
1: I would agree with you if that was two different studios or even if it was the same studio and they weren't a franchise. I think if you have someone, especially something like Marvel, that really does like pick over a lot of details to keep a continuity going. They don't anymore, though. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, all I'm saying is the Ten Rings are bringing a Celestial. Since
0: like Perlmutter left, Kevin Feige really likes just passing stuff off to people. Well,
1: I'll tell you what. That Kevin Feige, you know what? He just, he doesn't keep an eye on the small details. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody in there, two cokes. And it's not okay. Oh, my right? God. <laughs>
0: Do you have anything, any other cons that you want to talk about? Do I ever? So I've, got, I've got a few more things to bring up. Yeah, that's right. As I'm talking about, you're thinking more stuff, aren't you? No, no, no. I have a few more categories of things to I have a question for you.
1: Talking about Celestials. Is Galactus a Celestial? Uh, No. Okay. I'm trying to figure out who the big bad is. And I was like, I bet they're going to bring a celestial and then he
0: eats celestial eggs. Is that why he eats? Yeah. OK. All right. I mean, you know, it's been retconned like a million times. But one rendition right, right, is right, that right. that's the reason he eats planets is because is they, they are they have celestial full of eggs energy them? from celestials. Well,
1: eggs are high in protein.
0: Exactly. Oh, so that's good. So this is very high in protein. It's a big egg. Big old egg.
1: Uh, yeah, the, or, we didn't even touch on that. The Earth's a big egg. They just like throw that. They're like, hey, the Earth is a big egg. So you got to stop it. And you're like, wait, what? Um, you want to run that by me maybe two or three more times? Nope. Big egg. Go. Gonna
0: go Here's stop Here's one it. thing that I thought was weird. When they go to Fastos's house and they're like, you have to help us. And he's like, no. And they're like, but the Earth's going to blow up. And he's like, doesn't matter. I've got my family. And I'm like, not for long. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: yeah, this is an origin story that just kind of like rinse repeats so often as they're gathering the team that normally I know they say like montages or lazy filmmaking. But this movie is in so bad of a need of a montage. It's not even funny. Like I did not need to see. OK, so my my as I've said before on this show. My rule for seeing a movie to determine if it's good or not is, is there a moment in this movie that I went, I could probably get up and go pee right now. And this one, there were several because I was like, I know what's going to happen here. They're going to go. They're going to find the person. They're going to resist. Then something's going to happen. There's going to be an action sequence and then they're going to move on. And the, the one time especially was when they went to Druig's cult or whatever the hell it is in the woods and I went, oh, Drew's going to resist, then the demons are going to show up, and then Gilgamesh is going to die. I knew exactly what was going to go. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I was like, they all it is is, hey, we got to get the team back together. Let's go visit this person. Then they're going to fight it. Then they're going to go with it. Then they go on to the next person. You know who else we need? This per- Just skip it. We know they're all coming on board eventually. So just montage it and move on. And, like, give us more time for something else. I don't know, say character development. Anything. Like, we know they're all coming on board. Just move on from this. This is It was every other scene was the same thing constantly. It was just different flavor. I was just like, this is so freaking boring. Um, I, I think they should just recycle the Eternals costumes for the inevitable Power Rangers movie that they're going to make.
0: Yeah, what was that about? Why were they all, like, real... Fabric. They were like cotton or like polyester. They
1: were. But they were all very bright colored. I was like, oh, it's the blue ranger and the purple ranger and the white ranger. They were all Power Ranger colors. But it was all
0: like like Spandex polyester. Yeah. It was so strange. I liked their costumes, but I Because they were made to look like mechanical Yes. It looked like something you could just buy for fifty bucks on like a uh, like a cosplay yes. shop. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't hate hate their costume, but I was like if you were and eternal. If you were like this being that lives forever and is all has ultimate power and is protecting the entire planet from like an ultimate threat, then these costumes really suck. Like then they're stupid because you'd think they'd have a little more personality. Can they not accessorize in seven thousand years? Can not one of them put on a swatch watch or something, anything, to just, like, mix it up a little bit? Well, and Cersei
0: has no excuse, because she can literally change her outfit into anything she wants. Exactly.
1: Yeah, there's just no... Yeah. You know what? I'm even going to say Fastest as well. He could whip up something really cool. Yeah. You know? Like a I little know, armor, anything. suit of armor. Yeah. Exactly. He could be, like, the Eternals Iron Man. He should have been the Eternal. Why the hell is he not the Eternals Iron Man? Why is he not War Machine in purple? Like, Well, what that's the sort of what I this? mean,
0: is, like, there is a... Like, one of the things that The Magnificent Seven did really well is that they—the whole plot is that there's this, like, set of bandits coming to a town, and this one very nice cowboy is like, I'm going to figure out how we can scare off these bandits so you guys can live. So uh, here's what I need. I need six more people— and, uh, they have to be very good at these specific things. And, like, they find a guy who is, like, a brute force guy who's been chopping firewood for the right. past, like, 10 years. And they're like, that's gonna be our muscle. And then they find a guy who, like, they go out and they're like, oh man, there's a, there's a, like, a duel, like, I don't know what they called it in the old West, like a, a duel where they're gonna, like, yeah. shoot each other or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta go see this, check this out. And it's a guy with a gun against a guy with a knife. And the guy with the knife throws the knife and hits the guy in the heart before he can take his gun out and shoot him. Right. And he's like, that guy, he's going to be like our, our sharpshooter. He's going to yeah, be our yeah. sneak attack guy. Yeah. And there are unique ways to put all these people up. And I think that's a, this just sort of was like, oh yeah, they're all superheroes.
1: Well, the other, but the other half of that was is in these, in that story that you just described, they know kind of what the person does, but they don't know the potential of the person. Right. You know what I mean? Like they knew that a guy could be, it was going to be in a duel. And he could be good in a shootout. And then they see him with a knife and you're like, oh, I know exactly. Now I see how this person can really fit in a unique way. But this, they've known each other for 7,000 years, right? So they know what everyone does. So why don't they just go, okay, we're definitely going to need this guy, this guy, this guy. Like sit down for 10 minutes at Ajax's house and just be like, you know who we need? We need this person. We're going to need this person. We're gonna need this person. We're gonna need this person. Maybe we don't need Druick. Maybe that's not a good idea.
0: Well, and that's one of the things about about the comic that I liked. That this was missing is that in the comic there are uh, roughly a hundred Eternals, right? And then this is just like, oh no, we're gonna get the same ten guys together that we had before that
1: we already know. So why are we? But that and again, why not just? You can just montage that. Like why we don't need to see them gather. Also, we've been going in flashbacks with these people, so we know them already. We don't need the introduction of the character. They don't need the introduction of the character. If both parties involved in this exchange don't need this moment, why are we having it? Why not just move on give us something else? I cannot wait to see in a few years... When that giant celestial is just covered in big, dumb Taurus. Just taking <laughs> well, then pictures. You're gonna say and bird shit. <laughs> that too. Just whatever. You know, it's going to pop up in some other movie where that giant celestial, they're just like, just covered in just.
0: And if you look and, out your window to the left side of the plane, you'll see a giant hand.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be great. This is, this is the last note I have. If the, if the Eternals have lived for. And then I stopped. I have no idea what that note was going to be.
0: But it's something. There's something
1: there. If the Eternals had lived for so long, the fuck aren't they better at this? Really is what I guess the question. Why the hell are they not better at any of this shit? There's just I I don't know. For people who are 7000 years old.
0: It's amazing to me that none of them ever got hit by a bus or something. Right. Like, how do you live that long and not? Because it seems like they're immortal other than external circumstances. Yeah. So like. How do you live that long without getting mauled by a bear or something? I, I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I just yeah. This is. I, I'm. I know. I guarantee. As we're going along, I'm just going to think more. But that's all I got so far. That's really all I want to. Yeah. All I, I need also need to say about the this. sneaky
0: enemy at the end was not very good. The deviants being mindless monsters is lazy. I don't know. I. It's. 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 There's a lot of laziness. Right.
1: That's what I mean. Also, there's one that starts to become sentient and I'm like, that's really interesting. Why has he started to do that? Why are the deviants even still around? If they got rid of them all, why are they coming back? What does that even mean? That just is left. They're just like, "Oh.
0: That one as well, Mary. I think Mary's Thena in the comics." Oh, really? That uh it's just one of those things where it's like,
1: "Why Why? You didn't even bother. No one's investigating the fact that these things that you said you eradicated from the earth are now back. And now they're even more advanced. And then they're like, oh, but the earth is a giant egg. So let's fix that problem. And then just never think about any of the other things again like that. And oh, on top of that, it's not even setting up for a sequel. You know why? They leave the planet. They fix one problem and then they go, "Eh, I guess we're done here. And they just leave the planet. The Avengers can
0: handle this.
1: (laughs) I guess the deviants will never come back again. Like we said before, I guess we're fine
0: now. We'll just leave. Or maybe they'll be in Spider-Man.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. Who knows? Uh,
0: I wanted to talk about the differences between the comic and the film, go but uh, we're at uh, like 45 minutes, so right. I'm going to skip that. Cool. And we're going to go to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, for people who yes, don't know. Yes,
1: let's do that instead. Oh, yeah, because there's something I want to mention about that. Go ahead.
0: So post credit scenes for this uh, this movie, the um, they reference the Ebony Blade at one point in the movie, and someone goes, no, no, this is Excalibur. It's because the Ebony Blade has been given to Dane Whitman- played by Kit Harrington by his uncle Nathan Garrett who's a psycho with a sword. He's originally a um an Iron Man villain who's uh, just like a complete basket case right now i don't want to
1: correct your pronunciation but it is british so i believe it's pronounced whitman whitman yes i believe you pronounce the h even if there isn't one.
0: Oh wait you said it's english right yes oh sorry dane Whiteman. he uh <laughs> he, he, he is the in the comics he's the black knight who his ancestor sir percy was given a uh, a sword by merlin known as the ebony blade and merlin was like hey uh only a person with a pure heart can wield this sword. But you know what? Merlin's a fucking liar. So instead, it's uh, only someone with like a flawed heart can can wield it. And as the person wields it, it drives them closer and closer to madness. It makes them live a really long time, but it makes them like super crazy.
1: I mean, if you live that long, you'd probably go mad. For sure. Also, Merlin, you're a wizard. If you can't fix that, you're a jackass. You're just an asshole. Then you're just an asshole.
0: Why did he even give him the sword?
1: Bury it. Yeah. Once again, and this proves my theory. Merlin's an asshole.
0: I think he was just being a dickhead. I haven't read that comic, but, like, why would you even give it to somebody? He's, like, he was turning to his drinking buddies, and he was, like, yo, watch me fuck up this dude's entire family. Yo, hold my beer. (laughs) Yo, hold my mead. (laughs) And then at the end, we hear Mahershala Ali's Blade say, sure you're ready for that, Mr. White Man? I...
1: (laughs) That's the way that Mahershal Ali would say that, too. I did not place it at first. As soon as I heard that voice, I was like, I know that voice, but I did not know who.
0: I had no idea who it was. I had to look it up later. I knew
1: it was someone. All I got was like, I heard the line and was like, that's someone, but I don't know who.
0: That's definitely a person. But
1: it was like, that's someone I know. I don't
0: think I've ever seen Mahershal Ali in anything. Really?
1: Yeah. He's very good. He's good. He's very, very good. Seen him in a bunch of stuff. At first, I went to, I was like, is that. Lawrence Fishburne or Jeffrey Wright, maybe because they oh, they all have like that deep that deep voice. Well, I
0: thought maybe Sam Jackson, but it didn't really sound like him. But I was like, it could be like. But you'd also show him. I think if Sam Jackson was there, he'd be like, put that motherfucking blade down. Well, they'd also show him, right? That would be a thing that they'd yeah. turn the camera, and he'd be like, Mister Whitman, step away from that blade, or whatever.
1: Step away from the blade.
0: But also the Black Knight and. Blade have a comic run where they team up. That was pretty popular. So I I have a hunch that's where they're headed.
1: That's probably it. Yeah. But that's exciting.
0: You want to talk about Eros and Pip? Sure.
1: Let's talk about Eros and Pip.
0: The other post-credit scene is we get, uh, what's his face? Singy McGee from that all the little girls love. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. That's the one. Uh, playing Thanos' brother, Eros, also known as Star Fox. Not that Star Fox. It's a different one. Yeah,
1: no, the one who had the popular video game.
0: That's right. That one. That's who we're talking about.
1: That one. Not the one from the Marvel Comics. Do a
0: barrel roll. Yeah. He's a bit of a prick in the comics. He, he actually, I think he was on trial for... Yes. Using mind control to, like, rape a woman. Because he but can
1: stimulate a woman, a, a person's pleasure zones. <laughs>
0: Please don't say stimulate a woman ever again. He can just change emotions in a human being.
1: Oh, that's it. No, I, th- I, I said that because that's what I had heard.
0: Okay. He can, like, affect their emotions. So, like, if he can make someone feel like they love him, he could do basically whatever he wants. He can turn the love up to ten. Oh,
1: I had heard that he can, like, actually... Like, give someone an orgasm from, like, 25 feet away. I mean,
0: technically, yeah, that's a, that's a. I you know. I mean,
1: really, if you have emotion-controlling powers, do you need anything after that? Right.
0: Uh, and uh, I think it depends on the run as well, because that was his only power at first. And then, like, later, he's got, like, super strength and speed and he the ability to fly and a bunch of other stuff. So, it all sort of depends. He's basically Captain Marvel, which is leading us to... The theory that I have brought up on the show a few times, which is that Marvel is leading us to a divergence where we will have like the super duper powered Avengers and the like boots on the ground Avengers.
1: Yeah, I I could see that. And then Patton Oswald is finally Pit- in the MCU.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
1: it's about time.
0: Yeah, we also the, it's important to note as well. The reason Eros looks very different from Thanos is because there's a so they're both actually Eternals. Right. Eros and Thanos. But there is what's known as a deviant gene. That, like, if you get it, it turn, It makes you sort of look like a deviant. And that's what happened to Thanos, who always hated his brother because he was so pretty. The hmm. so Harry Styles is the perfect person to play that role. Yes,
1: because you also hate him
0: because he's so pretty. I do. Yes. Wait, when did we change the subject to start talking about me? We've always been talking about you, really. That I, I hate myself because I'm just so, so pretty. You
1: are. You're a very pretty boy. Thank you. No problem. Uh, that's it. Anything else? Nope. I think that's about it. You want to go on to the reading assignment? Boy, do I. Let's do this. So I gave you Strange Adventures by Tom King. This is a 12 issue maxi series, I believe it's called, on the black label, which I, I'm I'm liking the black label from DC right now. They have some good is stuff. Is that the one
0: going. with Batman's dick?
1: Yes, it is. A story about Adam Strange and his wife and a bit of uh, this there's, there's some mystery and intrigue in this one. What did you think of this?
0: Yeah, so Strange Adventures is a 12 issue 2020-2021 run written by Tom King with artwork by Evan Doc Shaner and Mitch Gerards. Gerards?
1: If you're not saying it right, I'm just more impressed that you went 2020-2021 so easily. So you get Gerards? Sure.
0: In it, Adam Strange, Faustus? a product of 1950s science fiction fantasy, finds himself being investigated by Mr. Terrific on behalf of the Justice League. And though this investigation is initiated by Strange and his wife, they soon find that not everything is as it seems. Yeah, I like this a lot. It's a cool little mystery thing. It reminds me a lot of... Identity crisis. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil anything here because I think people should read it.
1: No, I want to try and leave it as spoiler free as we can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There is a uh, trade paperback coming out, I think this year. I think they said in December. Yeah, they probably were getting ready to pump this
1: out because it's been coming for a year already. So they they usually know.
0: It's written by Tom King, who also wrote Mr. Miracle, which is another comic that we rave about on this show frequently. That's very, very good. It focuses their two storylines around the same issue one starts at the the very beginning of the story and one starts at about the halfway point and you go back and forth between them until and i don't think this is this is an extremely mild spoiler it's not really a spoiler for the story but until the last panel uh, of the book which is the first panel of the first storyline so it ends where it begins in a way because you're you're going through two different timelines which is really cool. I have decided I want Tom King to do something in the Saga universe, and I literally don't care oh, what it is.
1: that'd be pretty good. Actually, yeah, that would be really good.
0: I thought I was indifferent to the art until a very specific thing happens in issue seven, Ooh. and it completely changed my mind. I love the art. I think it starts a little bland at times, and then there's something that happens about halfway through that like explodes with color. For like five or six pages. Is this... I'm going to try and make this as little spoiler as possible. Is is he like... Is it's it, the thing that they say in the story. Well, he went off and when he came back, he was a different person. When they yes, start yeah, to yeah. discuss, to show what happened there, right,
1: right, the artwork
0: right. takes a complete 180 and it's fantastic. Uh, if you love a good mystery, it's not going to disappoint you. No. There's something I don't even really want to touch on with it, but it's, it's very good at not being what you expect it to be.
1: Yes, there it's definitely twists and turns that a good mystery should have that it takes you in a totally different direction. I, and I, I would even emphasize both on the macro and the micro. You know what I mean? Like there's I forget what it, issue exactly. It happens, but there is a turning point where something comes to Earth that alters the the trajectory of the plot line. And I was like, whoa, I did not think that that was going to be happening, yeah. that we were going to be dealing with that at all. But then also in the micro as well of the story within the story type of thing
0: and relationships from one character to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That, so there are twists upon twists upon twists, both big and small, which I, re- I really loved that there is it never feels like a mystery box where you answer one question and you get two more but there are definitely kind of mysteries piled on top of mysteries that you have to dig through to get to the very center of it. I also like the fact that because of those mysteries on mysteries the the real crux of this is is essentially something small. I mean it's important and it's poignant but it's in so much of the story you're dealing with interplanetary travel and war and and genocide and you know, things like it's that. It's an
0: extremely intimate and personal story that does not forget that it is part of a larger universe.
1: Yes, that's a very good way of putting it, and which I, I always love. It, yeah, it puts something very small and personal in a very grand scheme, but keeps true to that, yeah. that small. It doesn't thing. lose
0: the big picture.
1: Yeah, definitely. Is there anything
0: else we. We really need to say about this. No, it's really good. I'd never heard of this character before. I think he's going to make a great Rocketeer.
1: Yes, I think so too.
0: Adam Strange.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the one of the inspirations for the Rocketeer.
0: Stephen's brother.
1: That's right. Cool. Uh, do you have a reading assignment for me? I do. So okay. we have
0: not discussed on this podcast yet, oh I don't think, that uh, my water is full of plastic, like my drinking water at home. <laughs> the reading assignment is to drink some of your water. Drink a glass of my water. <laughs> right. No, The uh, so we got a crazy filter that actually we've had for a while, but it's, it's only an under the sink one. And right at the time that... This whole thing happened where I, we got a letter in the mail from the water company that was like, hey, don't drink the water until uh, we put in a new filtration plant in 2023. Oh, lovely. Yeah. But right at that time, one of our filters like needed to be replaced. So and it's a whole thing that you call the company and they come and they switch it out for you. So this guy comes and. uh I forget why we got on the subject, but I mentioned, oh, yeah, we were just at Comic-Con a little while ago, and he was like, oh, I'm actually really into comics. I collect comics. And he's like, well, I got rid of a lot of them. Now I pretty much just collect uh, Venom. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And we started talking. I was like, do you know who Brian K. Vaughn is? Because we were at uh, co- when we were at Comic-Con, we got to see him, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know some of his stuff. I still haven't read Saga yet. And uh, I was like, oh, you should. It's incredible. It's like one of the best comics I've ever read. And he gave me a recommendation. Oh, yeah? That I have never read. Okay. And so we're going to read it together. All right. And it is Five Ghosts by Frank J. Barbier. And uh, I'm not sure what it's about in its entirety. Like, I know a little bit about it. And um, we're going to give that a read. There are three volumes out now. There are 17 issues Obviously we might not have the time to read all seventeen of them. They're I think there's they it's an ongoing series, so I think they're planning on making four or five volumes. Okay. But we're gonna we're gonna read as much as we can. Okay. Great. Maybe the first or first two volumes. I'm gonna try to get through it all. Seventeen is not a whole lot.
1: No, no, no. Is the whole thing just seventeen issues so far? Yes. Oh, so it just started, essentially. No,
0: they they take a lot of time off.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right, cool. There are cool,
0: cool. three volumes that all are like separate. And- Got it.
1: Got it. Got it. All right. Yeah. Let's try and we'll try if we could get through all 17 issues. Great. And if we don't, we'll get through whatever we could get through. That's that sounds good. I'm excited about that then. Look at that. Something from out in the world. Just (laughs) coming in and giving us something to read. That's good. I like that. All right. Cool. All right. I think that's about it. Next time we'll be doing the news. And then the time after that, I don't know what the fuck, but we'll figure it out. Do
0: you want to do Cowboy Bebop?
1: That will be out by the time. It's out today. It is out today, isn't it? Okay, let's do Cowboy Bebop. Let's do that.
0: Oh, it's getting a lot of bad reviews. Of course it is,
1: which means we'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, it'll make for bad viewing, but for a good episode. Just
0: keep your eye on the
1: prize, Our buddy.
0: pain is your gain. There you go.
1: Oh, that's going on a t-shirt. There you go. All right. That's going to be about it. Uh, actually, before we go, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew.
0: Yeah. Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Oh, they can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak. Our Twitter handle where we got five thousand followers, yeah, it's baby. More than that now, it's like five thousand and ten or something. Oh, right. That is uh, at Media Lunch Break. So go over there and give us a follow because uh, peer pressure. Wow,
1: that was really you. Really got into it. I like that. Yeah,
0: give us. Yeah, listen, chump. Everybody's doing it. So what are you going to be? Some some Johnny Come Lately? Listen,
1: do what all the cool kids are doing. You grab a pack of smokes. You light them up, and then you listen to our podcast. And you
0: put the rest of the pack. You roll it up in your sleeve.
1: Yeah. And you put one behind the ear. That's
0: right. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or on YouTube.com slash the Media Lunch Break. We're also on TikTok, uh, where our handle is at media lunch at media To look down and sure. get another look at that. Give us some Dollarinos on Patreon.com slash the Media Break. That's where you can give us money. Ah oh. if you like what we're doing here. Or if you don't.
1: If you don't like what we're doing and you give us enough money, we'll stop doing it. We'll just retire.
0: That's true. If you just pay us salaries. So
1: this works either way. Okay. If you give us some money, we'll keep doing it. And if you give us more money, we'll stop doing it.
0: Yeah. There you go. That's right. You can also send us an email at themediallunchbreak at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a review. Yeah. Do it right now. Where's the harm?
1: Where's the harm? You take the time right now and app. What were you going to use that time
0: and energy to do anyway?
1: Nothing at all.
0: Yeah. Nothing at all. Fiddle with your fingers. Yeah. Fiddle your fingers right over to leaving a review. Eat some old Halloween candy that you still got. Because that's what I'm going to do.
1: You can chew and review. Chew and review. There you go. You like that? Give it a review, Chew. A review? No, that's that's an actual thing. height. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> give it a give it a review. As I I listen, I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. If you don't like us and you want to rip us a new asshole, you just go ahead and leave us a five-star review and just let us know what you think. Just click that five stars and then just go ahead and let her rip, buddy. I can we can take it. I promise you. Five stars. You can say anything you want. Go for it.
0: Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. You're the best. So uh thanks for being awesome. I almost sang the song again. I know you did. I'm uh, you could from from <laughs> you,
1: can, you can see it. You pause for a second and you're like, oh if I pause any longer, he's gonna break out in a song.
0: <laughs> we can't afford that, Chris. We don't have the rights to that song. The Song was written by some '80s band, presumably. Who was up? Go ahead, keep keep uh, talking. I'm gonna look up who it was. It was written by Pat Morita. It probably was written and performed by Pat Morita. He did all the instruments, except uh, I almost said Scott Bayo. That's not that kid's name. Ralph Macchio did all the backup vocals. Scott Bayo was probably there too.
1: It was a song performed by Joe Esposito, written by Bill Conti and
0: Allie Willis. Wow, Louis Esposito and Bill Cosby—those are names that I didn't think I'd hear just then, and I didn't. <laughs> that's uh, that's a uh, good. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We did, we a, did thing. a thing. There you go.
1: We made a thing. There wasn't a thing here, and then we sat down. We just made a thing. That's how easy it is. Now you can go out. You go out and you make a thing too. Go go make a thing. Go for it. You. Yeah. You have the time now. You've
0: the fuck are you wasting your time listening to this for? Yeah, you
1: listen to this, then you reviewed us, and then now you have time on hand. Like a chump, yeah, sucker. (laughs) This is how we motivate people. (laughs) Get that fire in their belly going. Just call me Tony, whatever
0: that guy's name was. Danza.
1: So, (laughs) uh, as always, if you've got something for us to talk about, uh, like I said, Andrew's um, exterminator or something gave him a suggestion. I wasn't really listening to the story, but. You know, somebody came to Andrew's house and they gave him a suggestion and now we're going to do it. That's how easy it is. You want us to read something? You got a suggestion? You're like, hey, I just read this thing. You should be talking about this. Send it on over. If you are a creator, we just did this, what, two weeks ago where somebody hipped us to a a webcomic that is not getting a lot of play. And we were like, yeah, we'll give it a read. We've done it a couple times before. You're a creator. And
0: we fucking gave them money for it. Yeah,
1: we did. Bought a copy of it. Cause we liked it so much. Yeah. You created something. You want to get some ears on it? Go for it. I'd send it on over. We love talking about that stuff. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's all. Uh, I think that's all I gotta say, Andrew. That's all, that's all I want to talk about.
0: That's all I have to say about that.
1: Bull. All right. I have to pee. Oh. Can I pee now.
0: Yeah. You can't leave. But you can pee. I hope you all are liking the. Uh, we're putting out little shorts. I put out a little short. Yes. About the yeah, uh, Spider Man.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so maybe yeah. you and I
0: can talk about and, uh, that
1: in the news. Next yeah. Week. Oh, we're going to be talking about that in the news. That's going to be. Coming who knows?
0: In. Maybe it won't be important by then. You're right.
1: I'm sure something else earth shattering <laughs> will happen. Go ahead. I want you to predict if, what could possibly happen between now and us talking about the news. That would bump the Spider-Man trailer out of us talking about it.
0: Mr. Miracle movie being announced. Okay. Green Lantern movie being cast. Okay. Because let's see, we normally do six, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh, you're going to name all six, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris Pratt playing Donkey Kong in a new movie. Okay. Chris Pratt playing Dilbert in a new movie. Okay. Okay. What else we got here? Uh, Chris Pratt playing Vegeta in a new movie. Okay. Okay. And uh, Chris Pratt playing chris pratt in a chris pratt biopic
1: Mm, okay you know what you're right that would if all those things no sorry let me correct myself when all those things happen next week (laughs) we won't be talking about spider-man you're right perfect all right cool i'm gonna stop now because i I, i'm not kidding i have to pee now
0: okay you can go pee i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit stop now okay that's fine okay all right.